Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today is no exception. We have a great guest all the way from Dallas, Texas. Welcome to the show, Levi Lasek. Hey, Victor. Thanks for having me. Well, great to have you here. Well, today we're going to be talking about marketing, about attracting people to your projects. And this is an area that's of an expertise for you. But maybe before we dive into those details, perhaps give a little bit of your backstory and how you got to this point in your journey. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks again for having me. So the thing is, is that uh, I've been I've had friends trying to get me into real estate or to become a real estate agent for 20 years, it seems like, but I just never really wanted to be a real estate agent. I know how hard they work, right? And it's usually generating, uh, trying to generate business all the time. And that just wasn't really something I was interested in, but I was in financial services, worked with all the teachers on the retirement plans. I had contracts with all of Dallas ISD. It was very lucrative. Uh, you know, great business for me over the last five years. And then in April of 2020, you know, all the schools shut down, right? The whole world shut down and my business shut down. I had no idea when it was going to come back, when schools were going to reopen, when the world was going to reopen. I mean, it was a very shaky time. And so I I was 41 years old as well. And so I, I sat there and I had to ask myself, how do I start over without starting over? Starting over at 41 was not attractive to me at all. And I still had some very good friends telling me to get into real estate. But the thing was, is that I didn't want to be a prospecting real estate agent. You know, I didn't want to go out there. I mean, actually shaking hands and kissing babies was still on the fence, you know, during the summer of 2020. I didn't want to cold call and door knock. I was well past those points in my life, just something I wasn't interested in. I know that stuff works, but something I didn't want to do. But I sat there and watched real estate start to increase over the summer of 2020. One of the only industries that was actually growing during that time, other than toilet paper, I would say, toilet paper sales. But the thing was, is that I thought about it and I said, well, if I am going to transition and move into real estate, uh, let me see if I can figure out a plan. And then if I think I have a plan in place, then I'll move into real estate. And so ideally, I wanted to see if I could find a gap in the market because I didn't want to compete with the 10, 20, and 30-year-old veterans in the business. And I wanted to attract business. I wanted to bring people to me so that way I wouldn't have to spend my time every single day doing outreach. And so I knew that would be through social media, but which platform? I didn't want to spread myself thin and try to start five different platforms at once. So I took time to really kind of study each platform. Uh, What it came down to was YouTube was my last choice. But what I started to learn was that YouTube was a search engine, not a social media platform, and that people are searching for information and education on YouTube. And so even though I didn't have experience as a real estate agent, I knew Dallas very well. And what I started to figure out was that Dallas were really good search terms. The suburbs of Dallas were really good search terms. The neighborhoods in Dallas were really good search terms. So that told me that people were searching information on the areas more than they were searching about you know, how to buy or sell a home, which is where typically most agents would go to make content. Now, I understand you know, this audience is A lot of investors, multifamily uh, lenders, you have all different kinds in this audience, and and it's the same application. People are searching for information and education on your subject. And this is where I discovered what we call passive prospecting through YouTube. And so December of 2020 is whenever I uh, made the move into becoming an agent. 
and I just only started on YouTube, just making YouTube videos about providing information about the different neighborhoods and suburbs on Dallas. It took about 90 days to get the first deal under contract. We ended up closing and I partnered up with a good friend of mine, Travis Plum, and we closed our first two transactions in April of 2021. And that was our first two real estate transactions. In the last nine months of 2021, we ended up closing 64 transactions. We did over 33 and a half million in volume in our, our, you know, the last nine months of our first year. And that was just over a million in commissions. Now, fast forward to 2022, we were in full stride, uh, still creating videos. And that's all we focused on. We didn't cold call or door knock or send out a single postcard. And, you know, 2022 just came to an end. We ended up closing 86.2 million in volume just from our YouTube channel. We did 156 transactions and just over 2.3 million in commissions just from the YouTube channel without spending any money on advertising. And so this is something that you know we were talking a little bit off air. That's the whole concept of passive prospecting. The only reason we were able to do that amount of business and that amount of volume is because once I made one YouTube video, it went to work for me constantly prospecting on a 24-7 cycle. And actually more than that, because YouTube does not take time. Uh, YouTube makes you time. And not only does it make you time, it compounds your time. So for example, if I made one video, it took me 30 minutes to make. That one video has been watched over 10,000 hours. That's that's over a year. That's almost a, a 1.3 years worth of time whenever you divide that by 24 hours in a day. So just that 30-minute investment of my time has given me 1.3 years worth of prospecting in place for myself. So as I think about, you know, multifamily, uh, and this this applies especially for lenders. You know, you think about lenders. Here's what I think a lot of lenders make mistakes on YouTube is they make a lot of informational videos about the mortgage process, right? Because that's what they know everything about. They can tell you about the mortgage process inside and out, right? Title, escrow, appraisals, everything. But the problem is, is that people researching that on YouTube are probably already under contract with somebody else. So they're a little late to the game. We capture people in the research phase whenever they're searching about neighborhoods, suburbs, cities, towns, areas. And so we educate people on that and catch them in the research phase before they've ever decided to hire a real estate agent or a mortgage lender. And so if lenders would just shift their focus and uh, get people ahead of the curve, you know, while they're researching before they've actually gone under contract, that would give them a really good opportunity to succeed on YouTube. Same thing with you know, multifamily investors. I love what you said about it being educational because there's so many people out there putting out content on YouTube that is, they're trying to make a viral video. You know, it's a little bit of the narcissistic look at me thing. And a little bit of that works, you know, generating buzz and excitement works a little bit, but you do too much of that and it crosses a line. And I think what in today's oversaturated world, what is working is that educational marketing piece that you spoke about. And I also love the idea of not only targeting who you're speaking to, but also where in the process are you speaking to them? So maybe you can talk a little bit about how you make sure that you're connecting with people at the right point in the process so that you don't, you're not educating them after the fact. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I had to, you know, put myself in the mindset of the audience. And this was something when starting the channel, I did uh, I did a couple of months of research on YouTube before ever starting because I wanted to 
really understand the platform. And I think that's where a lot of people, especially at my age range and above that 40 year old age range and above, you know, we have that love hate relationship with social media. And I think it's just because we don't understand it. You know, we didn't grow up with it. So I took time and I knew that was a downfall for me because I never focused on social media up to this point. I didn't have to, I was still doing a business, you know, handshake to handshake face to face. But I, I also knew that wasn't scalable anymore. And so actually looking into the platform, understanding what works. And so therefore it's a matter of creating content that, that people are searching for. And my, my goal, what I understood was, is that it wasn't about views. It wasn't about vanity metrics. I only had one goal, which is, can I make the phone ring period? So creating the channel from the start, I had that one goal is, is can I uh, provide enough value to actually get people to pick up the phone and call us. Uh, and and so that was the, that was the point of that. And so uh, what I found was, is that nobody, first of all, nobody was searching Levi Lassick because nobody knew me, right? Uh, I had no presence. I had no branding. And so if I would have named the channel Levi Lassick, it would have never been found if I would have named videos Levi Lassick real estate agent teaching you how to sell, you know, just things like that, that where, as you mentioned, most people will start to focus on themselves and and content they want to make. And then they start making videos about a day in the life of a agent. And that that's just something that people are not really searching. So I just had to stop and say, if somebody is looking to understand about Dallas, you know, what would they be looking for? What are they thinking about? What are they, what is their psychology? And the great thing is, is that YouTube and Google gives you the answers really mostly to everything they tell by search results, search volume. So if you looked up Levi Lassick, at least back then, zero search results. So you look up Dallas, Texas, millions of search results. But what if we narrow that down to a neighborhood, you know, or a suburb, Frisco, Texas, okay? Frisco, Texas, very high search results. Uh, living in Frisco, moving to Frisco, uh, you know, Frisco, Texas, best neighborhoods. So those types of terms, as I started to look at all those, those had all the search volume. So that told me people are researching this and wanting to dig in and learn a little bit more and understand the areas first. Plus Dallas is a massive area, Dallas and Fort Worth combined. What I never knew in, in the beginning, which I know now is that people tell me that They'll call us and say, Hey, I've narrowed it down to two areas based on your videos. So we've, I've made videos on 30, 35 different suburbs in Dallas by at this point, maybe 40. <laughs> but that's the thing is now people have a whole library where they can research. And of course, we're also fortunate to be in Dallas, which is a very, uh, very uh, high relocation market. And so think about people moving from out of state. They typically don't just fly in randomly and say, let's go, you know, spend a week and, and spend a week of vacation in Dallas, figuring it out. No, they start their research online. And this is how we've gained international clients as well. Uh, we've told people move from Japan, the Philippines, from South Africa, from uh, South Korea. I mean, uh, because guess what? They're starting their search online and they're, they don't want to just read about it. They want to see it. And so they want to know what these areas look like. And so it was just a matter of, um, providing them 100% value at no charge on all the information up front, they were able to do the research, watch as many videos as they want. We never tried to capture their information. We just knew that the more content they watch, the more of a relationship they would build with us. And whenever they call us, they're ready to make a move. And 
when they call us, they've already made the decision they want to work with us because they've watched so much content. So it's a win-win because we're not out chasing people. We're not bugging people. We're not capturing their information. We just make more videos, make more videos, make more videos. And once they reach the point of watching 5, 10, 15, 20, and they're ready, and we've had people tell us as well, we watched your channel for a year and waited until we were ready to buy and then and then called you. So they, they've given us all that feedback. And so we know the process works because we're providing value first and just letting the uh, letting them make the choice. So whenever they make that choice, you know, they're the best customers to work with, the best clients you could ever work with because they're choosing you basically. I love that. So when you're looking to create a piece of content, are you doing the keyword research beforehand to see what keywords are ranking, to see what topics are ranking? Uh, if if no one's searching for that, you're not going to create a video. Do you do that research first before you even decide on a piece of content? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and I mean, now, uh, so here's, here's a phrase I like to say as well, which is whenever I was starting out, you know, I had no audience, I had no presence, I had no brand. So I optimized for the algorithm in the beginning. And then as you develop an audience, then you want to optimize for the audience, which means once I started to establish an audience, have communication, talk to them through comments, talk to them on the phone, meet them, you know, sell homes, then you get to know your audience. And then it's easier for me now. Now I will make content that is not necessarily search-based or, you know, based on what the search results are, I can make content now that I know the audience is looking for. But in the beginning, I had no clue. And and if I just made something that I wanted to make, uh, I didn't know if it was going to hit or not. But yes, I could, I could search every suburb in Dallas and rank them by search results. And so my, my thought process was, is go after the ones with the most search results, right? And so, uh, and because that's going to give me a, a higher likelihood of getting found sooner rather than later. If And Frisco, Texas, you know, gets 600,000 searches per month, but Plano, Texas gets uh, 834,000 searches per month. And Frisco is usually the most requested suburb. So, but Plano has 200,000 more searches per month, which surprised me. So if I would have made Frisco videos first, I would have still done well, but Plano videos, I made those first because they had the higher search volume. It's given me an extra 200,000 chances to get found, right? Because it has that much more search volume. And so I just prioritized all my areas in high, you know, high volume to low volume based on search results. And I work my way down. I'm not going to leave off any areas uh, mainly because I, I want to try to cover a lot, but I'm going to focus on those uh, highly searched areas first. There's a strategy in search and I call it Coke versus Pepsi, which is if someone, let's say Coke is a highly searched term, then you can certainly produce a piece of content that speaks to Coke, but also talks about Pepsi as well, so that you're maybe leveraging a little bit of that search volume, but directing it a little bit away from the original intended target. Is that is that something that you do as well? Or is that a little bit too, too much of a black art? Yeah, I mean, maybe so. I don't know. I, I think um, 
I wasn't even thinking anything close to that. It was more of like, hey, here's the numbers. That's where I'm going to go to first. Uh, but now, now I'll make a video, and you know, I have I have a team in place that that will edit and optimize everything. I was doing that in the beginning, but now once I make the video, they'll actually optimize the video. So they'll they'll tag it to the right keywords and things like that that I'm focused on because I again I have an understanding of my audience now, and I get a feel for what's likely to do well. I'm not saying it's perfect every time, but I, I have a good sense of what's likely going to do well and, and get some good views and, and the information they're looking for. And then they'll just, uh, they'll optimize the video, which you can do that on the back end and tie all the keywords into what I, what I talk about. Okay. Very interesting. Well, Levi, if folks want to connect, if they want to learn more, what's the best way? Yeah, passiveprospecting.com. Uh, if I may, you know, we have a, a book coming out on this in the next, uh, you know, 30 to 60 days. Uh, should be late February, maybe early March. But if you go to passiveprospecting.com, then you can uh, sign up to be notified when we release that book. And we'll be doing some giveaways and contests. But that, that book is going to be geared for small business owners. Um, so, Yes, we are real estate agents, but I wrote the book in a manner so that any small business owner could pick up that book, understand the principles and the process. So the first the first part of the book, the first nine chapters are all about the principles, what makes YouTube so powerful and why it's better, I believe, than any other marketing platform out there. And then the, the last five chapters are just on the process where I actually walk you through how to build your channel, how to create content, how to optimize and how to convert leads from that. It doesn't matter if you're a plumber, electrician, a multifamily investor, a lender, you'll be able to pick up that book and really get the overall concept of how to get started on YouTube. I love it. I love the perspective, love uh, what you've done. And for the listeners at home, definitely connect with Levi Lassick at passiveprospecting.com and sign up for an advanced copy of his new book. In the meantime, have an awesome rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.